Hey folks, welcome to Are You a Fan by Moonbound Productions. So if you like the episode, maybe give us a like, follow, and even share it with a friend or two. So to start off this week, got a question for the audience and for you, Joker. What's up? If you could be the ruler of your own nation, how would you go about things? Like, would you implement like a monarchy, a dictatorship, a, a republic? Like, how'd you do it? Uh, I, I think going, looking through history, I'd go with like the monarchy, just because it seems to have been over time the most successful version, without going to like a straight democracy, just because like the dictators always seem to have these short terms, or there's not as many of them. True, uh, dictators tend to, you know, <laughs> they get overthrown a lot. Yeah. A lot more often. I, I'm not going to lie. If I, if I went about it, I'd probably go the route of having, like, a council run things and that. Like, you know, a public council, and then I'd just be the behind-the-scenes, like, Iron Fist dictator who comes in for the tiebreaker. Or, you know, in case we just need to start throwing people on spikes to send a message. Basically, you'd be Palpatine at the rise of the Empire when he still had the Senate as a, like, a front. I mean, look how long his reign lasted. I mean, the guy, the impeccable. Last longer if he stopped shocking himself. Yeah, honestly, that's going to, that will be a major thing in my notes in that. Do not use electricity when others can't redirect. So that brings us actually kind of into this week's character. We are covering Dr. Doom, or better also known as Dr. Victor Von Doom. So let's get into it, real world. So Dr. Victor Von Doom is a supervillain appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics, created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Another one that they worked on together. The character made his debut in the Fantastic Four, number five, July 1962. So this is an old one too, dang. It definitely a little older than I was expecting, but at the same time, I know he's been around for a long time, so at the same time, I'm not surprised he's so old. He is known, kind of known as like one Marvel staple villain, so. Yeah, so it's like, it's one you want to be surprised when you hear the date, but at the same time, it's like, ah, it makes sense, it's been around for a long time. Exactly. <laughs> so like many of Marvel's Silver Age con- uh, characters, Doom was conceived by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. With the Fantastic Four title performing well, Lee and Kirby were trying to dream up a soul-stirring, super-sensational new villain for the series. Looking for a a name, Lee latched onto Doctor Doom as eloquent in its simplicity, magnificent in its implied menace. That was a tongue twister. It really was. (laughs) I'm glad you took on that. (laughs) But no, no, I I, honestly, as somebody who's a fan of of simplistic symbolism... Honestly, yeah. No, he's not wrong. Like, the simplicity of the name says it all. So, uh, Jack Kirby modeled Doom after death. With the armor standing in for that character's skeleton, it was the reason for the armor and the hood. Death is connected with armor and the inhuman-like steel. Death is something without mercy. And human flesh contains that mercy. Kirby further described Doom as being paranoid, wrecked by his twisted face and wanting the whole world to be like him. Which actually is actually kind of accurate to how the character is and was. <laughs> yep, it definitely is. 
Uh, Kirby would also go on to say that although Doom is an evil person, he has not always been evil. He was respected, but through a flaw in his own character, he was a perfectionist. Which is, yeah, it, which is one of many Doom's weird weaknesses. I will say he has more metaphys- metaphysical uh, weak. So we, we go about that or go on to that a little bit later and his oh. powers and abilities. Oh, we yeah. can definitely talk more. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. But okay, so I guess moving on here. At one point in 1970, Kirby drew his interpretation of what Doom would look like under the mask, giving Doom only a tiny scar on his cheek. Due to this slight imperfection, Doom hit his face, not from the world, but from himself. To Kirby, this is the motivation for Doom's vengeance against the world, because because others are superior due to this slight scar. Doom wants to elevate himself above them. So yeah, basically just such a perfectionist in that that even the scar he's like i have to prove i'm better than all of you it's like right, it's just a slight physical look yeah i was like that, that was nothing dude you right. have the wrong hair color you could do the same thing apparently yeah dude god forbid this guy starts graying can't wait for that day oh god <laughs> or balding oh <laughs> Uh, Stanley's writing typically showed Doom's arrogance as his constant downfall and how his pride leads to, leads to Don, uh, Von Doom's disfigurement at the hands of his own machine and to the fails of many of his schemes. Which, I mean, if if definitely fits the kind of stereotype of villains. Oh, yeah. I will say, like, out of all the villains, though, that's egotistical and thinks they're great, like, Doom, Doom doesn't exactly not have, like, evidence for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he definitely is one of the few that... He can really back up his statements of how great he is. Exactly. So, which, you know what? Let's get into it in-universe now. Let's go early years. So Victor Von Doom was born in a Romani camp outside, and I apologize for pronunciation, Hassan Hassan's Latveria. Hassan Ted's Latveria. That, that's what we're going with. His mother, Cynthia, was killed in a bargain with Mephisto that went wrong. A little elaboration. Uh, basically, Latveria had kept atta- had been attacking their like gypsy encampments that had been moving around. So she made a deal with Mephisto to gain power to destroy these men. And upon going there and being like, see how powerful I am? Stop it now. One of them shot her and she destroyed... She sent the spell, killing all their children. She renounced her powers, and that's what ended up killing her because she kind of broke the deal with Mephisto. Which makes sense. You make de- you make deals with demons, it goes wrong if you decide to break those deals. Also, that's believed actually where Doom got his prowess for magic as well. And that because she was pregnant with him during this. Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't think it's talked about later on, but yeah, I was, I was doing the research. Like They entirely put his, except for... Some of his powers, they pretty much put it all into the fact that he got it from his mother. Yeah, I think they put like more of his like prowess and capability to gain him. Yeah. But uh, let's... Uh... So, despite his father's attempts to care for her, a noble woman had died, and uh, Werner Von Doom would flee the country with Victor in a, on a cold winter's night. Victor would survive the cold, but unfortunately his father would not. Oh, yeah. That was the uh, literally the ruler of Latveria brought his father in, and he came in... He told the king, like, dude, she is riddled with cancer. 
Like there is, I'm a, I live in a village, man. There's only so much I can do. Right. But so yeah, he actually ran away before, kind of right before she died. And that's kind of tried to get a head start because he knew she wasn't going to make it. Oh yeah. So uh, Doom sought, uh, Doom sought to increase his knowledge of both science and magic after finding his mother's journal in order to rescue his mother, whose death he blamed on Mephisto in his youth. So, yeah, no, uh, his his father... Uh, okay. His father would actually uh, die um, saving him in a snowstorm after they ran away. So after he died, Doom wanted to you know, know about his mother, found the journal, and was like, oh, shit, my father's a practitioner of science. My mother was magic. Both these things are real. Why not just combine those? Yep. And that's kind of where we got with that. Which makes sense. So then is the start of him becoming Dr. Doom. Uh, the State University in, I'm going with Hegemon, New York, um, offered Victor a scholarship after learning of his robotic inventions. Yeah, most notably, I think, like, he's kind of the prelude to the Doombots. It was like a life, like a life-size animatronics. That makes sense. But while attending classes there, he he met Reed Richards and Ben Grimm for the first time. They developed a dislike for each other, leading to Reed Richards committing the first prank he had ever pulled, changing Victor's last name on a trophy to Doof. I mean, which for Reed Richards is pretty good. <laughs> I. It's it's one of those like that's a really. Low, low level prank, but it's also low hanging fruit. Like that, it's right there. Yeah, <laughs> I can't blame him on it. And like I said, like if anybody who's read the comics or even seen so for Rich Reed Richards, that's actually a pretty solid joke. He's not known for his social <laughs> etiquette. I mean, when you get to people in that kind of mental caliber yeah like they're not the same with it when it comes to the practical jokes so yeah exactly so that's why i'm like i'm like okay reed you know what for you that was pretty solid um so actually also during this uh richard actually did want to become friends with with uh victor but victor had arranged for his own room and kind of snuffed him or uh snuff like snubbed him snob was like I'm better than you, and just like talk okay. to the hand type thing. Snub. Yeah, that also would have been better if you had actually put any kind of elaboration into that. That's why I erased it. Oh, because there was no elaboration on what you're talking about. Him getting his own room. Okay, yeah, he had arra- <laughs> he had ar- basically arranged to have his own room, and Reed was like, "Hey, maybe we should be bunk buddies." And he's like, "Doom is beyond you." Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. That's how he ended up actually because Reed and Ben became friends. Which makes sense. I know it sounded like that they were already kind of already knew each other at least. Yeah. So Doom would become obsessed with developing a machine that could project the astral form of a being into other dimensions, seeing it as the way to free his mother's soul from Mephisto's clutches. Yeah, most of Doom's driving force is around based around his mother. Or at least his starting stuff. Starting stuff and that. He definitely still like he eventually does like go back for her and stuff and that later on in the comics, but uh, definitely helped him like his base. Yeah. Reed pointed out a flaw in Doom's calculations, but Doom arrogantly ignored his warnings, feeling Reed was trying to upstage him, likely due to their dislike for each other. 
Yeah, that was, uh, I guess when he did uh, find the notes, though, even Reed Richards was impressed with not only the complication, but it was also like part, good chunks of it were in different languages that he couldn't even understand. Which makes sense. Yeah. One of the other reasons uh, Doom also expressed that he was angry was because he was looking through his, basically his private journal. So. Which makes sense. Yeah. So the machine would explode, scarring Doom's face. He was soon expelled for conducting unethical experiments. From then on, he would blame Reed Richards for the destruction of his face as well as his expulsion. But Ben Grimm would later admit to tampering with the machine. Yeah, which uh, I guess in later comics, he, he kind of blames himself for the creation of Doom in that regard. I mean, I would too. Yeah. Because it, it's kind of literally what, what started it. Yep. Because <laughs> that's what gave him his... Little scar. <laughs> Literally a little scar, too. And also, like, even though he was kicked, personally kicked out of the college by the dean, it said, he, the military was still willing to fund him and, like, keep him. Like, the U.S. military was like, hey, we know you had your heart set on the school thing, but, like, you're still brilliant, and we still need weapons. <laughs> but Doom regressed <laughs> or declined. So, disgraced and bitter, Doom traveled the world, at one point even being hunted by the governments of Latveria, who were looking to get in good standing with the U.S. government, especially when they discovered that Doom was the one that they were after. Which, you know, tracks. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, always got to try to make friends with the big dog on the court at the moment. Yep. And so one day when they came for him, uh, he would be saved by what seemed like a town drunk, he would actually turn out to be a Tibetan monk that was looking for him due to a prophecy. Yeah, that which is actually a pretty interesting prophecy. It was a, a no-faced man would you know rule and bring like bring about great changes, which you know we will continue. <laughs> Unfortunately, the monk would die before revealing the location, forcing Doom to find it on his own. At one point, Doom would kill a Yeti with a weapon he invented. So, quick question though: revealing the location of what? Ah, reveal the location of the Tibetan temple. Okay. Of the monk's temple. Sorry. I forgot to ask you about that before we started this. My bad. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, The monk, uh, yeah, he would fail. He would die before he could actually reveal his people's, like, location, temple's location. Which actually, I guess, like, the comics that uh, cover that is very interesting because you're seeing this guy who thinks he's better than everybody else kind of have to rely on everybody else to find it. And literally, this place is so secret, it even puts, like, the like uh, groups like The Hand or uh, the place we see in Ten Rings to shame as far as how hidden it is. And that, like, even though those places are kind of hidden, you could still at least get to the edge of their location. This one, people are like, dude, I don't even know what you're talking about, man. Which makes sense. But also, yetis do exist in this world as well. Clearly. Yeah. And Doom straight up mercs one with like an explosive device he, he had created. Nice. So, like Doom is not with like literally this is a character who is definitely like he's earned his cockiness. Oh, yeah, he definitely did. So Doom would later find the temple and there not only would he learn mystical knowledge, he would be built his iconic armor to where uh, to which he would be placed on his face before it cooled. Which, yeah, no, he was, like, in such a dead set egotistical mindset at that point. Like, that scar, little scar on his face, might as well just burn off the whole face. It's ruined anyway. 
Well, and I guess because I was reading into that, that's kind of back and forth on. I don't actually know what's currently canon, but that's been reckoned a few times. I actually at one point, yeah, it was the, originally the little scar, then here where he puts on the mask and it completely melts his face. Yep. And then it's. I think it said it went back to now. It's just a. It's a bigger scar, but it's not a small one. It's not a whole melted face. And they've even had other ones where he got it healed and reversed so it did happen but he yeah. fixed it so this is something that's kind of been back and forth to pay on i guess who's writing the story it comes down to pretty much so basically one way or the other he gets his arm his armor from these tibetan monks and they but what it does to his face or how his face looks under it is up for debate yep. <laughs> and these monks are also the ones who started um to teach him the practices of like magic and sorcery that, giving him an even more vast understanding of the mystical world and all of its powers to be. In some universes, Doom is actually the Sorcerer Supreme. And even in this one, he has been considered for its placement as well. Yep. A few times. So, like, yeah, like I said, no matter what it is, Doom is definitely not slouched. Like, this guy seems like the kind of dude that if we introduce him to Wee Bowling Champion by the end of the week. <laughs> world ranking. So Doom returned to his homeland of Latveria to overthrow the leader and declare himself king. He then began to use his country's resources in order to further his plans of world domination. And that was where I was thinking earlier is, yes, his mother was the thing that got him started. Oh, yeah. But at a certain point, that seemed a very distant piece of his memory. To oh. where that was no longer his main goal. Very much so, but there are uh, there is an interesting thing that like after he becomes ruler of Latveria, he sets up a deal where once a year he goes to the hell dimension to fight Mephisto in a in like a fist fight for his mother's soul. Nice, and that and yeah, basically he loses a lot well, for a very long time, <laughs> and yeah. So also when he does take over Latveria, he does it in a very like strategical. Like, when he marches on the capital, even its own forces turn on the capital in favor of doom. That, like, he's proven himself that much to his people. Nice. So, all these schemes would lead doom into conflict with the Fantastic Four on many occasions, as well as many other superheroes. And thus, doom is born. Doom! He's honestly a great character. I do love his in-universe story. Just like, oh yeah, is, he's a fun one in-universe too. Oh yeah, especially like very honorable character in the sense of like there there are things in the comics and cartoons that if he gives you his word, even if at one point it is no longer beneficial to him, mm. he will can he will proceed to finish it for you. Yeah. All right. So let's get into uh, powers and abilities. Most of his magic powers were enhanced by the Hazard 3. Whoever the heck those are. I actually don't know that one. But yeah, I guess most of these powers, from what little I read, most of these come from them. Uh, and where they were extremely weakened when they were no longer involved. Okay. Okay, well, let's get into these powers. Uh, you got Mystical Blasts. Doom's mystical expertise was only the minor uh, was only the minor magics of the earth. 
You got mystical force fields, uh, invoke entities, spell casting, spell reversing, summoning. Doom could summon hordes of demonic creatures. He has teleportation, dimensional travel. Doom could travel to other dimensions, including access the uh, dream time. The, he has mystical ensnaring, mystical portals, healing. Doom is able to heal himself and others from injuries. He has banishment, time travel, power absorption, elemental manipulation. Doom could create blizzard within seconds. He has telekinesis after being sent to the dawn of time by Marquis of, uh, Marquis of Death. Victor claimed that he spent a million transform uh, uh, millennium transforming his body and mind, mastering long lost dark arts. This resulted in him being able to use notable telekinesis as well as levitate himself. He has power nullification. Doom has repeatedly blocked the Fantastic Fantastic Four powers via sorcery. Other powers include psionics, mind transformation, hypnotism, and technopathy. And that's mind transference. Mind transference. (laughs) (laughs) And now abilities. Super genius. Intelligence. Master martial artist. Peak human conditioning. Indomitable will. Master swordsman. Weapon systems and vehicle proficiency. At one point had diplomatic immunity. Likely lost after... Renouncing his status as ruler of Latveria. It is an interesting just like seeing these powers because like to kind of add on to it, his shielding or his like magic shield, it's said it even rivals, if not as more powerful than um, Mrs. Fantastics. Okay. And that and his ability to his will, indomitable will. You know the purple man, right? No. From like Jessica Jones? The show you watch that right? Which one uh, is that though? Uh, the uh, he was the one that could tell people to do something. They so do he it. was the main villain. Main villain, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they call him the yeah the they call him. Recall, I don't remember him ever being called that in the show. So Fuck, I don't think they just did. saying he was right. the main villain was all you needed to yeah, say. Main villain Jessica Jones, but the purple man's basically if he tells you to do something, you do it. Doctor Doom's one of the only people who's he's ever. Like Doctor Doom literally took off his helmet, which is supposed to negate those effects, and just basically said, "Try me," and Purple Man did, and he's like, "That's not physically possible." And then I didn't read into it, but I'm pretty sure Doom slapped slapped the heck out of him. <laughs> Most likely, <laughs> it's like, "How dare you?" Doom yields to no one. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, move on into weaknesses. So. He's really, besides being a human, he's really only got one weakness. And I mean, at a certain point, I think we can only really call him a human just by DNA, DNA, because he definitely has some feats. Wait, he's augmented himself to almost being like a Captain America level human. I was like, Cap's still human. Yeah, but you know, super powered human beyond that of a normal. Like I, I would like, yeah, no, no. So, but his main weakness is his ego. But given what he's pulled off, it's like. <laughs> but at the same time, is that's the issue. Like we, like you started trying to talk about earlier. Yeah. Is his ego gets him in more trouble than it it should. True. Because yes, he does have the the powers and the skills and all that to back up his ego, but it's caused more problems for him that he could have just all out avoided. He, he probably could have avoided a lot of losses, 
a lot of wasted money. True, and his ego does prevent him from even taking minor criticisms like Reed Richard with the notes. Exactly. So I was like, it makes sense that that would be his major we- his real only weakness. Which really, if you're going up against him, not a great weakness for your opponent to have. Especially no, it'd be get, so easy to just egg him into doing something stupid. I mean, if he doesn't just turn you into a pile of ash to begin with. If you can survive that long, that's a weakness easy to take advantage of. It's the given everything else he's capable of, you making it to that to that point. <laughs> so we got equipment. So he has titanium armor. Dr. Doom's original armor is a nuclear-powered computer... Assisted battlesuit. It was magically forged at a monastery in Tibet, but since then has been repaired by numeral uh it has been repaired by normal means. Okay, so he also uh with this he has he has enhanced strength, enhanced durability. Video communicator, electric shock and electrical field, teleportation device, a link to Doom's time platform, a force field, and a jetpack. And apparently he's also had flight where he can do it without jetpacks, but that it had both in the list, so clearly it depends on which form of the suit. I've I actually I saw multiple times there were things written where it's like he has this and this, which Sometimes he's had like certain things at the same time where it's like they basically are the same. Why yeah. do you have both of these? Because like I know I read at one point I guess depending on the suit he had a jetpack that could go on his back instead of being like in his feet. Like, huh. it, it literally just seems to depend on the suit he is wearing. Also, just fun little side thing for any of you out there, and including you, Joker, who are thinking this sounds an awful lot like Iron Man. Fun fact, in one comic universe, he did take on the role of Iron Man for a bit. And yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically the same person. Yeah. They're both egotistical people with money. It's amazing how many people, egotistical uh, money grubbers actually have taken on the Iron Man mantle. <laughs> well, I feel like that's a uh, requirement. I feel, I'm <laughs> feeling like that at this point in the comics is a requirement. Okay, uh, so let's get into uh, other media. So, in into his TV list, and surprisingly large, actually. So, in the 60s, he would have his first animated appearance uh, in the Marvel Her- Superheroes show in 1966 and appeared in the Hanna-Barbera's Fantastic Four. Uh, in the 70s, he would appear in two episodes of the new Fantastic Four. Uh, in the 80s, he appears in Spider-Man for six episodes, one episode of Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and both were uh, produced by Marvel Productions. In the 90s, he appears in the Fantastic Four, the Incredible Hulk, and Spider-Man. 90s Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, in the 2000s, he, had, he is in the Fantastic Four, World's Greatest Heroes, and the Superhero Squad Show. In the 2010s is where he definitely has his most appearances. Oh, yeah. Because he's in Iron Man Armored Adventures. The Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Ultimate Spider-Man, Avengers Assemble, and Hulk and the Agents of Smash. And honestly, they did a killer job of representing him in all those. <laughs> oh, yeah. And those are definitely the ones I know the most, minus the 90 Spider-Man. But he, it, he has a lot of shows 
but a lot of them just seem to be small parts in them. Yeah, the, it wasn't until the late 2000s that that's when they really gave him, like... When they a, realized he was actually kind of a fan favorite. Yeah, and a legitimate player on the board. Right. So, in film, he definitely has a whole lot less. Um, he would appear in an unreleased film based on the Fantastic Four in 1994, which I didn't even know was a thing. Oh, my God. I was just talking to somebody about that the other day. It's... um. It's a watch. That doesn't sound promising. We should watch it. Is it actually a watch or is it a Warrior's Way kind of watch? <laughs> Better than the Warrior's Way. You're not helping its case because it's not a high <laughs> bar to jump over. All right. So he also appears in both the 2005 Fantastic Four uh, film and the 2007 Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. He is in the two- 2015 Fantastic Four reboot, but he is only known as Doom. Ugh, I hated all those versions of him, too. I mean, I feel like the original, or at least the first Fantastic Four, wasn't horrible. I mean, that one, they kind of kind of got him right. They were just... Uh, they were like... Th- I have I mean, yet to see them actually really, truly do Doom right, though. They did him all right for how bad the movies were anyways. Yeah, and so, arguably I mean, they it, were the best we had. So I I was just excited to see him on screen. That's all we have. True. We don't like to count the uh, the other one. But yeah, so for as bad as the Fantastic Four movies are, they did a pretty good job with Doom. I feel honestly it was probably the best that came out of those. In the, fir- in the first two, th- 05 and 07, yes. Uh, I haven't even seen the 15 one. I don't care to. <laughs> Same here. I just I saw a picture of what they did as Doom. I'm like, what is that? Like, why this? Why they recast the Silver Surfer? Right. So he does appear in the Old Man Logan podcast. Oh, oh, that's a thing. Yeah, it's been a thing. We've yeah, had a few we brought oh, on it. I forgot about that. So in video games, uh, he his first appearance would be as the final boss in the Amazing Spider-Man and Captain America in Doctor Doom's Revenge. Uh, he would also be in the Sega Spider-Man the video game in 1991. He appears in most Capcom fighting games and in all Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. Yeah. And off and on for many other games, he appears in 18 others as playable character or unlockable character. Dang. There were just too many. I'm like, mm, I'm not going into that list. I, mean, I, I don't blame you. 18 <laughs> other games? Dang. Yeah. We've definitely gotten into some bigger characters that have a longer game list lately. Oh, yeah. And Doom's definitely one. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he does have a live performance. He is in the 87, uh, 1987 live adaptation of the Spider-Man and Mary Jane Wedding performed at Shea Stadium. Let's go with Shea Stadium. That's what I'm going with. I have no idea. I've never even heard of the stadium. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't either. <laughs> I do know I have what I'm going to be looking for on YouTube this next week. <laughs> okay, so um, that's kind of all we got for Doctor Doom as far as origin stories go. Uh, Joker, what do you think? You a fan? I definitely am. It's a fun one to see someone as a essentially a world leader that's a known world leader and is a known supervillain, and he just kind of gets away with things. Right. That's kind of cool. He is pro- arguably one of my favorite villains, I would have to say. So, you know what? I'm a fan, too. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, 
or even liked the character before from a movie, a comic, a cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time. You're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails. <laughs>